Hello, this is Aaron Saft on the MR Running Pains podcast. With 30 years of running experience and 20 years of coaching, I thought it time to share with you things I've learned and people I've met so that you can try things for yourself and see if they help your running. Thanks for joining me. Wrote this song while crew and Aaron on a 100-mile foot race through the trails in the rain and mud. How about that? to or welcome back to the podcast here. Uh, today, as I record this, it is August 5th. Uh, this will release on August 6th of 2020. And last week, I talked about um, what's going on with uh, me and my uh, my training, or lack thereof. Um, and that's what I wanted to, uh, um, you know, I mentioned it last week, and that's what I wanted to get into today. Um, back at episode six, if you go all the way back, excuse me, episode five, uh, is knowing when not to run, um, and or race. Um, and, you know, I talked about some of the reasons why uh, we shouldn't run and, and what should we do. And, um, I kind of wanted to get into the basics of this, this, you know, this podcast is all about 
learning um, and learning more about running and how we can improve our running um, and uh, and not take a step back. You know, my guests that I try to bring on, they're all to, to educate us, um, to give us a perspective on running um, and give us more knowledge about running. Uh, it's, it's kind of the goal of the podcast here. Uh, today, obviously, this is going to be me talking um, again, uh, I do have some, some guests coming up here. Um, I have a episode, uh, we haven't decided how we're going to do this, but, um, I have a, um, uh, sports, um, medicine, uh, physician. He is a MD and I also have another sports medicine physician and he is a DO. Um, so, uh, MD and DO both are, are their medical doctors, um, and uh, one uh, is an allopathic, that's the MD, and the other is an osteopathic, and that's the DO. Uh, my wife is a family physician. Uh, she is a DO, and uh, it's um, the osteopathic medicine practice. is a It's a holistic approach, and uh, we're going to talk to um, um, Kyle Judkins, um, who is a, a physician, and he's going to let us in on a little bit more about the osteopathic practice and um, and how it relates to uh, to sports medicine and how that can benefit us. Um, and we're also going to talk to um, one of my former athletes, Aaron Vaughn, who is an MD and um, I, uh, a sports medicine physician, and uh, what the differences are, uh, why you would see each. So um, it's going to be some good conversations. I'm also going to talk to a, um, a counselor in, um, in um, sports um, if you will, sports psychology, um, and, uh, and how, um, they can help people and, and how, what they do. And, um, so we're going to talk to, uh, another, um, another guest. So those are upcoming episodes. Um, I'm heading on vacation next week. Um, and, uh, uh we're going to record while we're, uh, while we're away. Um, I think we'll, Finally, have a, a family episode. I'll see if I can convince my wife to uh, to come on um, and uh, and talk about um, you know her running, our running, um, and how she keeps me going. <laughs> and uh, of course, have the kids on. Um, we haven't decided on a virtual five k because of uh, the current situation I'm in, which is um, I'm not hurt um, at the moment. I do not have pain per se, which is strange to say that I'm not running. Um, I am not strong enough to run right now. And thus, if I try to run, then I get hurt. <laughs> um, so um, all of this came about. Let's go back a little bit here. I'll fill you in. So um, there was uh, a weekend in which I had back-to-back long runs. Um, yeah, I, was, I was training for what is this weekend, um, you know, the uh, what was going to be, excuse me, the 50K National Championships. So the 50K Trail National Championships were to be hosted this weekend in New Hampshire at the Ragged Mountain um, Trail Race. Um, and um, so, I, you know, uh, getting getting in my long runs and stuff, uh, my backup plan was to do the Art Loeb FKT uh, when I found out that... Um, um, the ragged mountain was, was going to be canceled that that's, you know, what I was going to fall back on, but, um, uh, doing, uh, kind of one of my last big weekends and, uh, the, the first day went extremely well. I didn't notice a thing. Um, felt really good. Uh, had a good run. And then, um, um, well, I should say I felt healthy. <laughs> I'm going to touch on, uh, you know, uh, how I was feeling, um, in a little bit 
and we'll tie it all together. But um, Sunday, uh, when I was going on my second, uh, you know, run of the back-to-backs, uh, I was noticing that my um, my gait was off. I couldn't, I wasn't getting much knee lift. Uh, and it felt like I was really coming down hard on my right side and my calf was really getting kind of tight and sore. Um, yeah, it, it progressed and got worse as, as the run went on. You know, I noticed I was just kind of shuffling, um, which, you know, isn't, you know, atypical, uh, well, isn't typical of my normal form. And, um, um, you know, like I said, my knee, my calf just kept getting, um, tighter and tighter. And I just, you know, I was not, um, I was not doing well. Um, and so, uh, you know, thankfully I, I saw a friend, uh, thank you, Michael Poole, <laughs> uh, for picking me up, um, on the way out and he, uh, he drove me home, cut my run short. Well, actually I would have been a little long that day. So he, he saved me from going too long. So thank you. Um, but anyway, um, that all said, um, you know, I, I was like, man, it's just not, you know, something's not going right. And, uh, um, my calf remained tight. Um, hip was kind of sore. Uh, I was noticing it on the stairs, you know, going up and down stairs, especially when I went to one leg. That's when I really noticed it. It was, it's been my right leg. Um, I would notice the the pressure within my hip and the inflexibility within my ankle because my calf was just so tight. Um, so, um, that said, you know, if I, um, I took a little, a few days off and then tried to run, but my calf just wasn't having it and my hip was still sore. So I decided to take a little time off, um, and just, you know, uh, step away from the FKT. Um, if, we, if you go back, you know, a few podcasts, I talk about, you know, stepping away from that just cause things were not going right. My, you know, my hip was not good. My calf wasn't good. And so, um, I, uh, I took about a week off and, uh, and then tried to run again. And within 20 minutes, my calf locked up and it, it felt like I went back beyond where, uh, I was initially when I took off, I, I felt like even probably even a little worse than that. I think my calf, uh, like knotted up and, uh, oh, man. So, uh, I went and saw my physical therapist and, um, you know, she did some dry needling, uh, Miriam Saloom. She's been on the episodes. Uh, she'll be on again. Uh, we're going to talk about the Achilles, um, in an upcoming episode as well. Um, but anyhow, she did some dry needling on my calf, um, and you know, a little bit of soft tissue, uh, massage and, um, and loosened it up. I thought it was going to be okay. I, you know, I gave it a few days just to kind of see, and then went for another test run and the calf tightened up even quicker this time. And then, uh, so I decided just to kind of shut it down. We bought a tens unit, um, kind of a electrical stimulation, um, if you will. And, uh, started, you know, running the, the tens unit on my calf half hour each day. It goes through kind of three different phases of, of, uh, electrical, um, pulses, if you will. There's like a, a constant where it just kind of just stays on and you can feel the calf just kind of fire. Uh, and then it does kind of a, a massage, a pulsing massage. Uh, and then there's, um, there's one more where it's, uh, you know, kind of more of a, an interval. It stays on for a little bit, turns off, stays on, turns off. Um, anyway, um, it was working. Knots were coming out. Uh, so that was great. And, um, you know, I was, I was feeling, uh, better and better. And, uh, but, um, the, the notch just would not get out of my calf. And, uh, so, um, I went back to see Miriam and, um, you know, told her what was going on that, you know, that I just could not get rid of what was going on in my calf. And, um, so she did an assessment and, uh, you know, we, we, I, you know, we knew that the, the hip was initially the problem. So, um, she went and did a, uh, a strength discrepancy test, 
uh, and, and tested my strength, um, on both sides. And, um, we could tell, you know, for sure that my, my right hip was just, it was not firing. It was not strong. Um, I, for instance, uh, I did a, uh, uh, a side plank and the, uh, from the side plank, I lifted the leg that was on top parallel to the ground. And I was to hold that for 30 seconds, um, on, uh, on my, um, my left leg, I could hold it up for 30 seconds on my right leg. It really, I was struggling, you know, with like 10 seconds to go and then like, you know, melt seven to five seconds to go. It just started like falling down. I couldn't control it or even keep it up. It just, uh, the leg was just uh, falling down. It was, you know, it was frustrating. So anyway, uh, we determined obviously, you know, that the, the hip needs strengthening. So, um, to tie this all in, uh, when running, Okay. So, uh, running, we, um, we define running as having, um, one foot, um, you know, uh, that contacts the ground, the other foot. Uh, and there is a, a time where we could be, um, possibly, you know, in the air with both feet, whereas walking, uh, we typically have, uh, one foot, at least in contact, potentially two feet in contact with the ground. Um, so, um, <clears throat> to be able to sustain coming down on one leg, uh, you know, uh, so we're, we're up in the air, both feet, uh, running, let's take that instance and coming down on one foot, uh, the, the body has to be able to absorb that impact. The muscles have to fire. Um, you know, we, we've got this kind of spring, uh, system, uh, you know, going from our fascia, um, up through our musculature to hold us up, uh, to our, our skeletal system, um, that, you know, it all ties together. And if you land and your body's not strong enough to absorb that impact, it compensates in some way. And that's what I was getting deferred pain because my hip wasn't strong enough to, um, to take the impact. So, um, yeah, you know, obviously, um, what Miriam told me was that I can't run until I get that hip strong enough, um, to be able to, to, you know, to absorb impact. Uh, it had to be symmetrical. In other words, my left hip had to be, um, you know, the same strength as my right hip, my right hip being the problem. I needed to strengthen it, but, um, need to remain them in balance. So doing exercises on both legs to make sure that I, I get that balance. Um, so, you know, I've been doing my exercises. Um, it, you know, it does feel like it's getting stronger. Um, and, uh, I, I kind of had a little, I don't know if I, I was just tired today or what, but, um, today, uh, for whatever reason, you know, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, the same, you know, the day I thought I was, I was get, making progress. Uh, I guess it's just kind of like, you know, running, you have your up days and your down days, but anyhow, um, my leg just, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's getting there, but, um, you know, I, I figured I'd start, uh, doing a little bit of walking cause, uh, you know, obviously we have that, that point of contact, uh, with the ground. Um, you know, so like I took, <laughs> I took speed walking when I was in college and, uh, in speed walking, you're supposed to always have, uh, two feet in contact with the ground. Um, so, um, there's, a um, uh, let me think here. Um, one foot in contact with the ground. No. Um, anyway, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, so I was, you know, I've been practicing just doing a little bit more walking because, uh, I can feel the hip firing and, and working, uh, but I'm not putting as much pressure. Um, you know, obviously when we land, we kind of talked about this with footwear, um, when you're walking, it's basically just a little bit more than your body weight that's coming down on, on the, the foot and ankle. Um, when you're running, it's three to five times that. So, you know, I'm not putting as much stress on the lower extremities, uh, by walking. 
I'm just trying to, you know, get my heart rate up and, and get a brisk walk um, so that I, you know, I can, I can start something that when, you know, once I can start running, I'm not going to be like totally um, coming out of the blue and just trying to start running. Uh, you know, I, I, I put on Strava that, uh, you know, you have to have to walk before you can run. So, um, I'm just, I'm walking right now. Um, you know, today, um, I, I did my, my PT and just went for a walk tomorrow. Um, you know, it was an off day for my PT exercises. So I'm going to supplement that with a, a little bit of, uh, um, weighted vest walking to, uh, to work the core muscles and, and try to engage a little bit more of my musculature. Um, yeah, I, you know, one of my athletes said, you know, can I do some, some ruck hiking, um, it really feels like I'm, I'm getting stronger, uh, cause we've had to kind of supplement her training, um, because she's been having, uh, uh, problems with, uh, with an ankle injury, uh, that she sustained. And, uh, we've been doing a lot of cross training and stuff, but, um, the, the ruck has really, uh, improved her, um, you know, her, uh, aerobic ability, um, her aerobic capacity. It's, it's, you know, neat to see something else, um, that can, that can help. Um, she's training for, uh, the no business 100 miler and, uh, you know, we're, we're running again. Um, but we're still uh, including the ruck and we're including, um, cycling because we can't get, um, a lot of mileage yet. We don't want to throw on a lot just yet. You know, kind of want to gradually build her back into it. Um, but, um, that said for myself, the ruck has really, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's something that I incorporated when uh, I was training with Patrick Regan. Um, you know, he, uh, he works with Magdalena Boulay and she believes a lot in using the weighted vest. I used it a lot when I was training for UTMB. Uh, you know, um, I was doing a lot of treadmill work where I would put the incline up and just, you know, go extended periods of time, you know, three, four miles with, uh, with a, a 20 pound vest. Um, you know, just, just practicing that incline, uh, getting ready for UTMB and those steep climbs. Um, you know, when I put on my pack, it felt so much easier, uh, because I, I had been used to that, that weighted, um, ruck pack, uh, that weighted vest. So, um, you know, all that to say, um, I, I uh, I, I have accepted this, this, you know, uh, this course of action. Um, I know that I have to strengthen it in order to be healthy to run again. Um, even if there are events that take place that I've signed up for in, uh, in 2020, I'm going to decline. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's not in, in my best interest for my future self. I, you know, I want to be here for the long haul. I want to be in the sport for, uh, you know, uh, for years to come. And so, um, I have to remember that and, uh, and, and doing, too much too soon, which I seem to be have put myself in that situation a number of times, too many times uh, within the past few years. Um, you know, uh, that's that's why I I have a coach because I don't always make the best decisions for myself. I can see from the outside perspective for others and give them feedback and you know and such. But when I when I'm you know when it becomes to myself, I need that outside perspective. You know, that person that's saying you know maybe that's not such a good idea, Aaron. Um, you know, I mean, uh, I rushed my training for UTMB last year. Two months, <laughs> I gave myself two months to to do UTMB. Um, yeah, it's, it's just not enough. And so, you know, that all said, I have, and I, I, I touched on this, uh, in, in a previous podcast as well. I have not, I have not done a proper training cycle in a long time. I have not worked on my aerobic base in forever and taking this Arthur Lydiard coaching course. It just reminded me of the aerobic base that I have to build my aerobic capacity that I have to work on, you know, making my, my aerobic, uh, 
paces faster uh, and just staying in that that base that aerobic base for you know a f- weeks on uh, at a time and just working back and getting that pace back where you know the paces are a lot easier I haven't done that in forever I've done like you know two or three weeks and I'm like all right you know I need to get training we all want that like those workouts to come and 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 you know make us faster make us better get us race ready And, you know, I think a lot of times we just rush it too much and we don't, it's not sustainable. uh, Like, so let's, let's, uh, let's even go even more basic here. So, um, let's say, uh, you know, we, we get this aerobic base going right Uh, now an aerobic base can be whatever you need it to be. Um, an aerobic, like what, what we talked about, I, you know, I've, I watched, a, uh, I guess a seminar the other night, um, the Lydiard foundation hosted another seminar and, uh, Robert Livingston, um, who, uh, who's author of a, a fantastic book, um, I have on order. I'll talk about that soon. Um, he says that, you know, we can stay within the aerobic zone up to 80% of our, our maximum heart rate. So, um, you know, that it doesn't have to be just, you know, constant, low, slow running. Um, you know, we can do some sorts of workouts as long as we're not going anaerobic. Um, so, you know, what Arthur Lydiard Foundation suggests is doing some fartlek runs, um, doing um, uh, some, some um, alactic um, uh, strides, which is kind of like 10 second strides. Cause we don't really convert to the, the anaerobic processes beyond that. So, uh, there's, you know, there's some speedy things we can do within that and, and play with it, um, and do kind of out and back runs where it's kind of a progression run where we still stay aerobic. So there's, you know, tons of things we can do. And that's, um, that's, you know, some of the things that I need to get back to and is working on that base, building my mitochondria, you know, the, the, the um, energy stores of our body. There's kind of like the battery power for our, our body is these, mitochondria and that's what we build in the um the aerobic phase so um I'm, I'm looking forward to just taking some time um once i can get back to running and just you know taking as long as it takes to to let my um aerobic capacity come back uh and be able to sustain faster paces at you know at a lower heart rate you know like that's i miss that because let, let me be honest my training, you know, it has not come to the fruition of what I feel, you know, I should, I get, you know, I get fatigued. I just, I didn't have that aerobic capacity to fall back on, uh, because I was trying to do workouts without my base. I didn't have enough, um, you know, uh, uh, I didn't have enough mitochondria within my cells to provide that energy that I was requesting of my body. So I need to build that back. Uh, I need to take that time. And as this, you know, this year is a good time to do it. Obviously, you know, it, it's, and based on my decision, it's going to be, you know, even easier because I'm not going to race this year. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to next year, um, I've signed up for the black Canyon 100 K, um, you know, golden ticket race, whatever that may be, you know, obviously those are super competitive. I would just like to be competitive, you know, uh, the golden ticket, whatever. I don't, you know, I'm not even thinking that I just want to race. I just want to get my, you know, stick my nose in it and be competitive. Uh, and I think, you know, with that said, that's next February. I have plenty of time to work towards that. And then beyond that, you know, I've, I've, I've said that I've signed up for the Cocodona um, 250, uh, which, uh, you know, was, <laughs> is <laughs> something completely new and way out of my wheelhouse. So I'm, I'm excited about that because I have, you know, a challenge. And, uh, that's, you know, that's what I, I keep telling my athletes is make 2020 something for you, you know, like, or excuse me, 2021 something for you. I mean, we've obviously, we've all had a lot robbed here in 2020. So 
make 2021 epic. God hope we can get beyond this and uh, and move you know, on to life, whatever life is after this. But you know, I'm, I'm hoping we can all get back to um, to some resemblance of normalcy. Um, so, um, with all that said, you know, I, I'm going to build my aerobic base now. It's not good to to just stay with with steady slow running all the time. You know, the body needs challenges to make adaptations to get better. If you train just slow all the time, that's what you're going to get. <laughs> you're just going to stay slow. Uh, you know, we need to challenge the body. Uh, we can't be going long all the time. You know, there. I mean, we love to do that. A lot of us love to just go out and do long run after long run after long run, and then like we get to a race and you feel like, why? Why can't I? Um, you know, why can't I perform? Why? Why can't I make the cutoffs? We didn't train to make the cutoffs. You know, we have to. We have to. Uh, we have to add things in. We have to change things up. That's why we have different phases of training. That's why we work different systems. That's why you know we work the max VO two system. We work the lactic threshold. It, we have all those things, all these factors that we incorporate in the training, so that we improve the body and its capacity to run faster and be more efficient for longer periods of time. Uh, so you know that's what training is all about. And you know so anyway. Um, I'm looking forward to that challenge to, to get my aerobic base back, to take whatever time it needs to, to gain it back, to feel comfortable running at faster speeds again at a lower heart rate. Um, so that's the way I'm heading right now. Um, I'm, you know, I'm going to stay on my, uh, my, my PT exercises. I think even when I start running and incorporating back some, uh, some core and strength, I'm just going to make sure that I hit these basic exercises. Uh, one is calf raises. Um, you know, I, I, I can't, you know, harp on how important calf raises are for, you know, uh, for all runners, especially, um, you know, aging runners such as myself. Um, the calf raises, they do so much, uh, because of how much we require on that posterior chain while we're running. So, um, you know, if you do one thing while you're at, you know, uh, while you're at work, if you take a break, just stand up, do some calf raises, um, stretch out those calves, uh, just work on that ankle mobility, you know, uh, do your ABCs, all that lower part is just so important. Uh, you know, if you have like a little, uh, tennis ball or something, kind of roll it around on the bottom of the foot, roll that fascia out, starts to loosen up that whole chain. So, um, but you know, I, I, I say, uh, you know, I'm going to do all this, uh, and you know, it's, uh, it's, it's still around the corner. Um, I'm not sure, when I'll start running, um, you know, uh, as I said today, you know, I, I, uh, prior to today, I thought I was, uh, was on the track for, uh, for, for a quick recovery and, and getting back into running. But, uh, you know, it's just a, a waiting game right now and I have to be patient. Um, you know, it's as, as tough as that is, um, you know, my walks right now, I just, I go out with my dog miles and, and I go for a walk and enjoy it to the best I can. Uh, cause that's what I have right now. You know, that's, that's what, um, I'm able to do. So we have to be able to do what, what the body will allow us to do. If we're working through things, we're working against ourselves. So, um, you have to have the, um, you know, the, the ability to take a step back and, uh, and look at, you know, what's, what's the body doing? Is it running properly? So, you know, be attuned to your body, 
know whether you are able to to run properly is there something off in your gait is it throwing you off is it correctable is it easily correctable or is it something that you're going to need to work on is it something that can lead to a potential problem and if so what type of problem um you know do you have a history with something how can you eliminate that that problem that you're uh, historically having so um, take a step back right now, do an assessment, you know, and, and, and physical therapists are wonderful for this. They, you know, they do flexibility and strength, um, discrepancy tests just to make sure that, you know, everything is, is working properly, you know, have a good you know, gait analysis. Like, um, uh, you know, Miriam, like I talked about earlier, she, uh, uh, is at the, the runner's mechanic for those here in Western North Carolina. I can't sing her praises enough. Uh, you know, she'll, she'll get you on the treadmill and record it, go over with you what's going on, what she sees. Um, and then, you know, go through strength and flexibility tests to make sure that everything is, is firing properly and, and working, um, as it should, um, or, you know, point out any potential risks and how to, uh, how to solve those. Are there any, um, hiccups in the gate that, that can be resolved? Um, but you know, if you're not in this area, you know, seek out somebody that can, uh, you know, find a, find a resource, uh, for somebody that can potentially help you, especially if you have a, a reoccurring injury, uh, you know, break that, break that trend, um, you know, resolve it. Don't just let it keep happening. Uh, you know, there's probably something in your gate that's, uh, that could be, um, potentially, um, uh, happening. Um, so anyhow, um, I, you know, I, I'm looking forward to, um, to obviously running again and, and being healthy. I don't know when that will be. Um, I'm hoping, you know, I can go for a few runs maybe next week while we're, we're, uh, we're on vacation. Uh, but we'll see, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a patience game right now. So, Anyhow, I want to thank you guys once again. Um, my newsletter uh, just came out on August second. Uh, if you uh, if you didn't get it, I have a copy uh, a link on my website. You can go to all my prior newsletters on my website. Um, tons of uh, man, that newsletter just keeps getting longer and longer. Uh, I, I just keep adding things to it. Um, you know, I, I wrote some articles, I wrote some gear reviews, some shoe reviews. Uh, I put some tips in there. Uh, I talk about you know good podcasts that I've heard, um, a good book that I read, um, just all sorts of stuff. So um, you know, if you haven't subscribed to the newsletter, you can do so on my website mrrunningpains.com. dot com, um, and um, uh, I'm you know I'm working on some new uh, YouTube videos. So um, check out my YouTube channel. That's Aaron Saft uh, is uh, is my YouTube channel. So um, resources on there. Uh, for everybody, so, uh, check those out. Um, been kind of uh, posting a lot on uh, social media about trail work. Uh, we've been getting a lot of trail work done here in Western North Carolina. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm really pleased. Um, there's a, a section of national forest just uh, up the road from me called Foster Creek, and man, uh, went over there and I did um, eight hours of of weed eating and and cleared out um, the main uh, the main trail. And then uh, I went back last weekend with uh, my friend Shannon Colley, and she helped me uh, clean out uh, the single track that hasn't been accessible in uh, 
a few years since they logged. Um, it looks like somebody else has done some work in there too. So whoever that is, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, and, uh, so we have that cleared out. So Foster Creek is looking great. Um, I had, uh, some tremendous volunteer help up on the mountains to sea trail. Uh, my section is, uh, from 151 to the Mount Pisgah parking area. And, uh, man, I think we had six weed eaters running and we got that section clear. Um, need to do a little bit of water bar work. Um, and, uh, my, my trail maintenance, uh, podcast, I've already got some response. Uh, so I really want to thank you guys for, for listening and for, and for following up, for reaching out. Uh, you know, I, I, I love the comments that say, you know, I've been running an awful lot and I really haven't done much for the trails themselves. I'm so glad that, you know, people feel that way and, uh, and, and want to help, you know, I, I'm not saying that you can't, or you can just go run. That's totally fine. But if you can help, that's great. Uh, you know, the more help we get, the more trails we can work on, the more we can clear. Um, you know, my next scheduled work day is August 29th. We're going to be working in uh, the Turkey Pen area on uh, Wagon Wheel Gap. That trail hasn't been touched in years. So uh, we're going to bring out some chainsaws and, and rip up some trees. Probably need to run the hedgers and kind of trim some stuff back. Um, there's, you know, definitely some... Uh, some erosional concerns that we'll have to address. So the more people that can come out, the better. Um, and then, uh, I need to get over onto Thompson Creek and do the same thing. Uh, Thompson Creek hasn't been touched in a number of years and needs a lot of, uh, trees cut out of the way. So I will have a, another formal work day for, for there. Um, uh, Victor Mariano is always heading out over on the, uh, the hellbender course to, uh, he's, he's, uh, perpetually working on that place. So, um, you know, if, if you, if you want to get out, um, on the hellbender course, um, you can always reach out to, to Victor. He tends to go out on the weekdays. If you're free on the weekdays, that's great. Um, and, uh, you know, but, uh, we're trying to make some, some weekend work days as well. So, um, others that work during the week have opportunities and it may not work out that you can make it out that date, but, um, you know, if you can't, and you want to do some stuff, just reach out to us and we'll tell you what can you, what you can do, um, what's, you know, what's allowed and what's not. So, um, uh, please feel free. Um, just, you know, reach out to me. Um, I'm running pains at gmail.com. That's my, uh, uh, my email. And, uh, you can, um, my Facebook page is, uh, MR running pains coaching. Uh, I'm on Instagram at MR running pains and, uh, I'm on Strava. You can look me up, Aaron Saft, uh, MR running pains. And, uh, you know, obviously right now, uh, you can follow my journey. Uh, I'm just kind of getting back to it, you know, PT, you can start incorporating some core stuff. Like I said, the weighted vest. So you can see what, what I'm up to. Um, how I'm training and how I'm going to get back. And then you can follow the journey, you know, uh, as I go through this. And if you have questions, um, you know, about training or anything like that, feel free to reach out. You know, I have some coaching spots that have come open. So if anybody's interested in having a conversation about coaching, if any of this stuff that I just kind of talked about drives with you and just kind of struck a chord and like, Hey, you know, I think that's what I've been doing and I need to do something different. Let's have a conversation, reach out. I'm totally happy to, to, to talk to you about that. Um, and, um, you know, I've, I've got some, uh, um, some fall events that, um, I'm coordinating for, for my athletes that, um, you know, uh, as long as the trails are open, they'll happen. So, uh, we have things that we can train for. Um, so, you know, we have, um, we have two sub ultra weekends for those that want to run 5k to marathon. So we have opportunities there. Um, we're doing a, um, uh, shut in weekend for ourselves, uh, in which we'll have our own start times. Uh, everything is, is kind of self crude, uh, as well as pacers. 
and we have two ultra weekends um, that that are uh, that are a part of the group, and that's 50k, 50 mile, 100k, and 100 mile. Again, um, I'll have established routes with GPX files for for the athletes. They are to provide their own crew uh, and pacers, and have um, separate start times so that we're not all starting at the same time and uh, and all crowding uh, you know the same trailhead and, and you know. Uh, it's, you know, obviously they're not formalized races in any way. It's just something that they can train for. So if you're interested in being a part of that or, uh, or finding out more about my coaching services, uh, obviously please reach out. I sincerely appreciate that. And, uh, again, I want to thank you for, for your ears. Uh, thank you for your time for listening. Uh, if you would please, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, it's on, you know, any listening platform, you can find the MR running pains podcast. Uh, but, uh, if you would, um, subscribe and, and leave a review for me, uh, it helps more listeners to, uh, to find the podcast. If you enjoyed what you hear in a specific episode, if you don't mind sharing it, I sincerely appreciate that as well. Um, and, uh, Once again, guys, stay safe and uh, until next time, run on.